UMGoBlue.com. By fans, for fans. Since 1999. Hello, welcome to this edition of the UMGoBlue.com podcast. This is Phil Callahan along with... Andy Anderson. And we're going to talk about Michigan's 24-10 loss to the Wisconsin Badgers. Quite a disappointing day. And uh, now the stage is set for a season-ending match at home versus the Buckeyes. But first, well, Andy, what did you think of that Wisconsin game? Well, I was very disappointed. I expected that Michigan would do better, and they played a pretty good first half. But that's all they played. They have a tendency not to play a whole game good or play well a whole whole game, and they followed that tendency again against uh, the Badgers. Uh the offense just can't score. Oops, excuse me. The offense just can't score points when they're needed. Ten points isn't going to win many Big Ten football games. Not in this day and age where you got spreads all over the place. People are putting up big numbers. In fact, Michigan usually doesn't win unless they put up around 33 points a game. So. The fact that quarterbacks have gotten hurt, have gotten hurt, a series of quarterbacks have gotten hurt, uh, is bad. And the way Peters got hurt was kind of bad. Cesar Ruiz, uh, the right guard, did not do his job correctly. Couldn't handle uh, uh, the three players that uh, intertwined coming around there. And they missed him, and somebody got a clean shot at Peters, which hurt him, put him out of the game. I don't understand why that offensive line has not shown significant and substantial, a significant and substantial increase in ability in the past four or five years. They haven't been any good for a long while now. They seem to be getting good people. I don't know what the answer is. Something seems to be wrong as far as I'm concerned. What do you think? Well, I think headed into the season, I had predicted that the Wisconsin game would probably be a loss. I think that Wisconsin has a history of creating great offensive linemen. They have really a stellar offensive line and I thought that that would be enough to stymie our defense and with the problems that we were having on offense and going on the road and it being a good game all those things lead into that I'm not surprised we lost I'm not even surprised by the score what I am disappointed by is I thought our defense pretty much did a, did a phenomenal job I mean, when you look at how the game broke down, uh, you know, Michigan gave up a a special teams touchdown. You know, if if you take that away, the defense gave up 17 points. That's not a surprise to me. That's that's pretty good. You know, that should be enough. That should be enough to help you win most games, right? Exactly, I agree. And and yet, it's the same thing that, that we've seen all year. The offense... Which, which actually looked pretty capable under under Peters, uh, reverted back to its uh, underperforming nature when, as soon as Peters went out. And 
And I'll tell you, Andy, the, the thing that really, the thing that this frustrates me is I thought it was one of Peter's best game. I mean, up until the point where he went out, I thought we had that. I thought we had a real opportunity to win that game. I thought Michigan outplayed them in the first half. And if thing, you know, if two players, Michigan, Michigan held them to ninety-nine yards in the first half. That's pretty darn good. And the thing is, if two plays go differently in the first half, Michigan's up twenty-one-seven. You know, they had that touchdown that could have very well been a touchdown. And, and you know, I understand. You know, one replay shows one thing, one replay shows another thing. But, boy, the one replay that, that seemed to show the foot down in bounds sure looked compelling to me. And then the, the very next play, Peters turns the ball over trying to make a good play. So you, you had that seven-point swing where you thought, you thought at least you were going to get a touchdown and, 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 you know, maybe a field goal, and you end up with nothing. So there actually, was that. I, actually, I thought that was was the the real turning point of the game. The things began to go south right there. So that, that was a, so you a had big that. They, they needed those points. Yep. So you had that, and then there was another play where Peters had a guy seemingly wide open deep, and uh, you know misplaced the ball, didn't put it in a perfect position, and and so again. But even with that said. So you're going against one of the top five teams in the country. Um, you're on the road where Michigan has, has struggled. And I thought Michigan going into half, I, I felt pretty good that, that we, had, we were seeing the offense kind of catch a gear. And I felt pretty good. I'll tell you, my comment at halftime was, I don't even know if Wisconsin's one of the top five teams in the Big Ten. Forget the country. And, and then, you know, second half happens. You saw Peters get, get laid out, and, and again, this is the second time this year that Michigan has lost a quarterback to the to injury where they had to leave the leave the stadium and end up in a in a ambulance. So you look at this, and again, as good in some ways, you know, we've seen some promising signs on the offensive line the last game or two, and then that happens, and. Uh, again, it, it's frustrating. So, so what's disappointing to me is, on one hand, I'm not surprised at the score. I'm not surprised that we lost to Wisconsin. But when you see how it happened, when you see we seemingly had were in a very good position, seemingly, uh, you know, everything was rolling our way, and you know, again, all teams, you know, we can beat up the officiating. Officiating is pretty mediocre across the uh, across the entire football landscape. Good teams overcome that, and you know the the thing. You know, on one hand, I try to step back and say, okay, Michigan has three losses this year, and they're down to a third string quarterback, and now they're back to the second string quarterback. Um, you know, depending what happens with Peters, and who knows, we might even see Spate back. You know, who knows what's going on there. So, with most teams, if if you are playing um, quarterback roulette and and guys are getting hurt and, and and you know coming back, and yet we come back to that you know season a few years ago where Ohio State basically won a national championship with a third string quarterback. So it's it's frustrating because. 
you, you know, again, oh, if you'd say, well, you're going to be, you're going to have two quarterbacks get not, knocked out this season, you can totally understand three losses. Okay. Um, the problem is, is that the defense has been, I think, better than I expected. Okay. I know. Absolutely. Yeah, I know that that you know we only brought back one defensive starter, Mike McCray. And yeah, a lot of guys had experience, but I didn't think there was any way that we can lose Jordan Lewis, that we can lose Jabril Peppers, that we can lose, you know, players to the NFL and and pretty much not miss a beat on defense. Well guess what? We did. So the defense is better than I expected. Um, and you know, I gotta give Don Don Brown credit because, you know, I, I, I was pretty skeptical last year. And yet the offense Again, just just as disappointing. I mean, Andy, what do you think about um, the development of our quarterbacks under under Harbaugh this season? Well, I, I don't see anything remarkable there. I see other people. I see a guy like Lewerke doing better at Michigan State than any of our quarterbacks are doing at Michigan. I see young young guys playing all over the place that are doing well. Uh, it. it Michigan seems to be in a state of suspended animation offensively. They run the same, if they can run the same set of plays five or six times and get good gains on them, everybody thinks they've had a good day on offense. And that's what they do against the lesser teams. Against the better teams, you can't do that. I don't think they've been invented, and I don't think they've been anything to write home about. And I'm totally disappointed in them. I don't think the receiver development has been good. There's something wrong somewhere in that system. I'm not close enough to the program to know what that is, but I do know by the results that something seems to be wrong there. You know, and I think that's a good point, is that, you know, uh, as the season began, um, and, and again, Harbaugh doesn't give a lot of access to the media um, or outsiders to practice. So right. for the first, you know, for fall camp and for the first couple games, I, I'm kind of hanging on every word he says about who's doing well. Well, now we're at the point we got, you know, 11 games in the book. I'll tell you, it doesn't matter what he says. We we can see what's happening on the field. And And one of the things that really surprises me is, I mean, as soon as Peters went out, the whole, any hope on offense was completely deflated. And, you know, I feel bad because, you know, I think John O'Corn's a good guy. I think he works hard. But I'm reminded, how the heck was Brandon Peters the third-string quarterback? And how the heck did John O'Corn, you know, move ahead of him in the depth chart? Because as soon as O'Corn came in, you know, again, he, he was pretty much just lofted it out there. I mean, he was, you know, locked on to receivers, and he was thrown into double coverage. And, and again, I just, I, I'm amazed that, um, that, that it took so long to get to Peters. Um, and, and again, soon as we, you know, soon as Peters went out with the injury, you know, the the offense just, you know, just all the air went out of the ball. And we, we, I, again, I just knew at that point, I, you know, and then, and then. Yeah, it would have been great if the uh, if the defense had held Wisconsin, but you know what? You're not going to win 
any games scoring 10 points. Okay, that's just not going to happen against a, a top 10 team on the road. It's not going to happen. Usually in the Big Ten, you got to have more points than that to win. The old days of bowl where he could win 10 to 7 all the time because of a good defense and because everybody was playing. Uh, a lot of people weren't using a passing game. They weren't using any spread. Teams weren't scoring a lot of points. That era is gone, and nowadays you've got to score points up in the 30s or more each game, or you're not going to win. It's Northwestern will put 40 on you. Indiana will put 60 on you. Uh, a whole bunch of different teams can score points. A lot of them can't play defense. Michigan can play defense, but it can't score points. I wonder why. They've got people. The, 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 there have been a lot of injuries to key groups, like the receivers have had Terry Black. They've had a lot of injuries and all that. But they had what they said was a phenomenal class coming in on the receivers, who was supposed to be the best position group on the football team, and it hasn't turned out that way. They've had some people come along, and it looks like uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones is going to be the guy that we expected him to be or wanted him to be at the start of the season by the end of the season. But the development on the offense does not equal the development on the defense. you got people like Aubrey Solomon now that's starting in there that's, that's playing a lot did good things in this last game that uh, they're really coming on. Some more people have come on. Now, the backs have developed. There was criticism that Jay Harbaugh was the coach there, and he'd never played the position, didn't know anything about it. But they have developed this year. They're much better now than they were at the first of the year, but they've been dinged up. So all in all, Michigan just doesn't rise to the occasion when they have a strong opponent. They get beat like they're supposed to. You know, they, they, they get beat like the odds say they will. One, once I would like to see them rise up and clobber somebody because they have talent. They have the will. They have some decent coaching. I'm not going to call it great coaching this year, but decent coaching most of the time. Although on special teams, they got sloppy, went to sleep on a play that even a high school kid knows about, and that bothered me. You know, I did not. I, I was not happy with that, and yet, um, it, it did, okay. I don't want to say it didn't bother me. Listen, it's going to happen occasionally. Um, unfortunately, it happened in that game. But, you know, I, I don't think you can be perfect all the time. Um, and, and it's interesting because watching what happened during that play, you know, you see that, you see that even happen in the NFL, Andy. You know, the ball hits the ground, everybody kind of stops. So on one hand, it's like, hey, it's football, stuff's going to happen. It was unfortunate. But again, that wasn't the difference in the game. And, and I guess that's the thing that, that I keep coming back to is, okay, so Wisconsin scored 17 points. Michigan only scored 10. So it's just, and we can complain about the refs, and we complain about, I'll tell you, one of my big gripes about Brandon Peters coming into the game is that 
I did not. Uh, he had not struck me as having memorable long passes. Well, he had a couple nice ones. So yes, I, I really felt that he was coming on. But again, he goes out, and you know, I think that you really have to wonder what's going on um, with Tim Drevnow. I mean, again, he's the offensive coordinator and the offensive line coach. Um, you know, uh, you, I think Pep Hamilton, you know, takes some of the some of the, the scrutiny here. But mm-hmm. I mean, and, and I think that overall, and I think that you know, this is one of the things that I think a lot of people are, are having anguish over right now, is that at this point, during your third year, I think it's completely reasonable to have expected better things. And it doesn't mean that I don't believe in Harbaugh. And it doesn't mean that he's not going to get there. But I'm kind of I'm baffled at there seems to be a, a, it's almost a, a lack of loyalty where if, if you're not completely sold, if you're not completely happy drinking the Kool-Aid, then you know it, it's kind of a, a black or white situation where if you're not completely on board, then you don't believe in Harbaugh. Well, I believe in Harbaugh, but listen, again, three years ago, did you think at this point um, we would be lacking a signature win, right? And, and I think that that is that's really the thing here is that. Um, and, and again, maybe that signature win is coming against Ohio State. We'll talk about that in a little while. But I, I think that we have to be realistic that um, this is not exactly going how we hoped or expected. I mean, and I think is that reasonable? I think that's reasonable. I don't think there's anything uh, to be mad at Harbaugh about, and it was a tough year. He did lose a lot of people this year. If he'd have had a lot of seniors on this team, we'd probably have a different result. But they 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 just don't look like they have it together on offense to me. I, I can't see where they're making that much progress. They're a little better than they were. They can at least stuff the, the lower echelon of the Big Ten on demand, but they can't beat the, beat the top of it. And what they want to do is be, be one of the best in the Big Ten, and they're just not that this year. Uh, maybe next year. Maybe this, is, this has turned out to be a maybe next year year. Their chances against Ohio State at this point seem relatively meager. It would that would be a tremendous upset. Of course Ohio State has itself proved themselves vulnerable by getting really whacked by Iowa. But other than that, uh, it seems to me that everywhere you look on all phases in all phases of the game, the Buckeyes on paper at least look best. So how much how much can Michigan bring a second week in a row uh, against those nasty Buckeyes. Well, I'll tell you, it's really going to depend on who the quarterback is, right? I mean, if you know, there there's been rumors, and I, I, I mean implications that perhaps Spate will be ready to come back. Boy, that's a really tough assignment to pull to to have sat out for almost two months and. You know, get thrown in against Ohio State. I will tell you, 
that if O'Quarren's the guy, and I don't have a lot of confidence that, that we're going to have a good result. I, I will hope so, but, I mean, again, we, we have to see what's going to happen. Um, you know, and then you have to, to balance that, um, you know, you can say that Ohio State has the Big Ten championship game, you know, berth locked up, and perhaps they're not going to be, uh, you know, bringing everything. Andy, they're going to bring everything. I mean, we, we saw this. Harbaugh's first year, uh, Michigan had potentially everything to play for. Ohio State had nothing to play for. And Ohio State came in here and thumped um, Michigan yeah. and Harbaugh. <clears throat> and, I, and I think that, you know, I, 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 you know, the idea that somehow we're not going to get Ohio State's best is, is crazy. So the question becomes, um, you know, can Michigan answer the call? And, and I'll tell you, heading into, the, you know, heading into this two-game stretch, I felt good about the Michigan-Ohio State game. I felt good about it. That was assuming that we were going to have Peters. And, again, I don't, I don't know where we're at right now. So I think that... Nobody does. Maybe that's good. Maybe Ohio State doesn't know either. What to expect. But anyway, it's going to be a hard-fought battle, and the way the injuries have gone, uh, Michigan's going in there gimpy, and that's not good. You really want everybody sound when you get into a hard-hitting game like that will be, and it will be a hard-hitting second one in in a row that's uh, going to be tough. So if they lose the same amount of people uh, against Ohio that they just lost against Wisconsin, they might being difficult straights. We'll see. It's why they play the game. We'll see if they can give it the old college try and make it work. Yep, and I know I'm looking forward to it, as you are. We will be there. So that's going to do it for this edition of the UMGoBlue.com podcast. This is Phil Callahan along with Andy Anderson. Go Blue and beat the Buckeyes. Thank you for listening to the UMGoBlue.com podcast. All rights reserved. Search for UMGoBlue.com on iTunes. Go Blue.